again, one of the, the key themes of this season of Advent that we were giving people. It's a time of great joy. It should be a time of joy. And the thing that has been striking me, even as I've been going through these messages and preparing for this one, is that though the season reminds us of this, it's not limited to Christmas. These are, are themes of the Christian life. And today we're going to talk about that theme of peace. Amen, my sister. Amen. It's not, it's not relegated. We're going to talk about peace, what it means to, to be a people of peace, what it means to experience God's peace, what it means to be peacemakers, and how do we ensure that in our own lives we're experiencing this. And I know, just like you, I am fallen, and so though I am absolutely convinced that this is something God has available to us at all times. We don't always experience this. And so I want to speak a word to you today, a word of blessing that reminds you that this, as the scripture describes it, the peace that transcends all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus is available to us today. I'm going to be speaking from that very familiar passage from Luke 2. Uh, beginning at verse 8. I'm going to, go to, to be speaking through verse 14. If you are able, could you stand for the, the reading of God's word? Luke 2, beginning at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great shepherd of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The word of the Lord. God, thank you so much for these narratives of the life of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus. I pray this morning for each one of us, God, that this message of peace would descend upon us, that we would become that much more aware that at all times you have a peace for us that transcends understanding, that you'd speak through this broken vessel, that each one of us would have ears to hear that Spirit of God, you would be in this place. Come in power, we do pray, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, this, this message of peace that God has for us, it's easy, like all the other themes of this season and of the Christian life, that our life experience seems a little different. I wonder if there's somebody here who maybe you've come in with a, an agitated spirit. Maybe you were battling your spouse in the car coming here. Yeah, that, does that happen to Christians? Sure. Maybe it's just that your workplace is just in turmoil right now. Maybe you've got a, a battle going on in your home. I, who knows what it may be. 
But it doesn't always seem like this is our life experience. But I am convinced that God has something for us that even this morning he wants to remind us of. You know, I, I, I think of, it's been uh, almost two years now. It was on the 24th of February of 22. Russia invades Ukraine. And it escalates a, a war that actually began back in 2014 that many of us weren't even aware of because we were in our own worlds. There have been thousands of casualties, civilian ca casualties, military casualties. We, we just a few months read of, on October 7th, Hamas launching an attack on Israel. And then there's a response. And, you know, it's so easy for us to, because we are told who the good guys are and the bad guys are, to pick a team. And this is our team. And, and we forget that they're human beings that God loves, that are being injured and killed. And, and we say, peace on earth? What's going on here, Lord? Why is there not yet this peace? How, how does this come about? Verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. They're just doing their shepherd thing. Uh, many of us are aware that in this culture uh, that shepherds were looked down upon uh, due to the proximity to Jerusalem is maybe, maybe five and a half miles away. Many have believed that these, these shepherds were uh, taking care of the flocks that were going to be raised for sacrifice in the temple. And so for the religious folks, it would have been, you know, these are despised people. And yet God has a way of just turning our worldview upside down. The things that we think are our ways, God says, no, my ways are different from yours. And he, so he comes to a people despised. And so this was probably, by the way, just so you know, step back just a second. 20, December 25th is what day? Monday. It's what? Monday. It's a Monday. <laughs> Adam, you have it exactly right. It's a Monday. We call it Christmas, but it probably was not the day on which Jesus was born. As a matter of fact, the very fact that they were at night taking care of this suggests that this was during the summer months. It was hot, and so the nights they're doing their shepherding thing. They're, they're just going about their daily tasks. And then it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. They were terrified. I, I, I just happened to look up the Greek on this, and it's an interesting. It, it, it literally says they were mega afraid. And I can just imagine if, if you saw something like that, I think you and I would probably be mega afraid. We would be terrified. And, you know, what we don't seem to understand sometimes, we're going through turmoil in life. We're going through the things that, again, just seem like, God, where are you? I don't know what's happening here. What, why am I feeling such, such discord in my life? 
We don't know, consciously at least, that, that oftentimes the, the pathway to, to peace it, it begins with a bit of turmoil. And so when God shows up in our lives, our earthly instinct is to, is to back off. <laughs> you know, when God starts speaking to our hearts in ways that we're going... Okay, God, I'm kind of okay with the status quo. I mean, I've actually become sort of comfortable in my chaos. It's, the, it's that revelation of, of God's glory when he comes. And, and, and each of us, I'm sure, at moments have tasted that glory where we start to see just how sinful we are. The brightness of God illuminates that. And so I want to say to us, and this is going to sound sort of paradoxical, but if you want peace, expect some disruption. You can't just live the status quo and go through the ordinary and think this is where your ultimate peace has come from. Now, now I, I know that there are aspects of, of inner peace that, that uh, you know, you, you can take practical steps towards whether or not you know Jesus. You know, the, from a very natural perspective, if I live a very ordered life and I, I manage my life well, there tends to be a peace that comes with that. You know, if, if oftentimes when I feel my life is just tumultuous. It's because I have not planned well, right? But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, this peace of God that transcends understanding. That is, you know, it is supernatural. You know it when it happens. You know, you can't even find the right words. But you know that you're in the middle of your mess and God is there. And you can smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the piece I'm talking about this morning. And, and if you're saying, I desire that, and I hope you are, because I, I mean, child of God, God wants it for you. He says it's yours. It's, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's peace. But if you're saying, I, I, I really want this God, expect some dis disruption. He's going to come in and he's going to show you things in your life that need change. And you're like, I, I, I'm kind of okay with just doing what I do, God. We won't say that overtly right but the very fact that we don't want God disrupting us says that so I, I, I want to put it to you beloved I want to put it to you that if you really want this peace just anticipate and expect some disruption that's what's going to happen and it's not a bad thing because our lives need to be disrupted we, we need to think differently if you are to become anything like the Lord Jesus, and that's his desire for you to become like him, you got to change. And change means disruption. It's going to happen. So, so they're doing their shepherd thing, and, you know, the grace of the Lord, he reveals himself. And there's this angel, and again, this is a supernatural event. I've never experienced, or well, I don't know that. Let me back off. I may have, but not realized it. Because God does say that if we are careful to entertain strangers, we oftentimes are entertaining angels unaware. So, so I, there is that possible. I'm talking about an angel that's bringing the glory of God. And so rather than, again, just being content with Christ, we talked about that last week. We, we've become content with chaos. And he says, no, 
I want to pr- provide you a little bit of a, a, a glimpse of my glory. And it's in that confusion that it forces us then to cry out. We cry out to the Lord. Come, Lord. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. How many times in Scripture does God speak this to us? Over and over. Somebody says 365 times, one for every day of the year. I looked it up. It's, it's, I think it's a bit more than that. <laughs> it's a popular thing. But it, the point really is that we become afraid. And when God shows himself to us, I know in my life, that day that I gave my life to the Lord on April 24th, 1988, a fear came over me. And so God speaks to our hearts and says, do not be afraid. I have a peace for you. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. What's another word for good news? Ah! I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The beauty of this good news is that out of this nation Israel came a Messiah. We saw that word a while. The word Messiah means anointed one. A Messiah who is fulfilling what God had for this nation Israel, which is that every nation would be blessed as a result of his coming. And so God opens his arms to those of every tribe and language and people and nation and says, you're welcome. Come, come, come. Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. No, I, I didn't notice this before, you know, but, but I was, and I've read this passage, oh, so many times, every Christmas at least. I didn't notice it. He said, I'm bringing you good news. Here's the good news right now that has a future component. It's going to bring good news. It's going to, it's going to bring great joy. This good news I'm giving to you right now. And this speaks to the hope that we spoke of just a couple weeks ago. That, that, that this gospel is a gospel that, uh, that places hope within us. But what comes with that hope is a present peace. A present peace. Today in the town of, of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the anointed one, the Lord. It's, it's a peace, God's peace. It's, it's, it's rooted in his promises. It doesn't mean that right now everything is going to be right so here's the second thing we need to get a hold of if we really want to experience the peace of God. It's that you don't let circumstances determine your peace. Because circumstances are not always going to be good. Can the person suffering in Palestine right now have peace? Well, according to God, yes, there's a peace that transcends understanding. Uh, you, you know, in, in that passage in Philippians, he, he writes to this church in Philippians and says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the context. He says, in all circumstances. So, so, so don't wait for the right circumstances to say, I want to have peace. Because otherwise your peace is going to go up and down. And I know we're prone to that because we forget these things. I'm here this morning to remind you of these truths. You're going to be disrupted. 
And your circumstances aren't always going to be right. There's a, a years ago, this major art gallery, it spawned a competition for painters, and, and they were offering prizes on the best painting on the, the subject of peace. And the painting that won was a real surprise. The scene was this ocean with a violent storm, and the, the skies were ominous. The, the lightning was cutting across the sky. The waves were crashing, and the rocks and the cliffs. And, and you look at it and say, whoa, 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 where's the peace? Let's do the next slide. See, right in the corner, tiny in the, in the there was this, this bird with its young underneath its wings. And the storms are all around. And saying, no, there's peace available in the midst of the storm. And, and this peace, again, is not dependent on the storm, because the storms of life come. And you, beloved, may right now be in one of those places. There's a storm just that's swirling all around you. And God wants you to know I have a peace for you in the midst of your storm. Don't wait for your circumstances to be just right before you understand what this peace is all about. It's available to us right now. If you think you're going to wait on right circumstances, I want to remind you of some of the words of Jesus regarding that. He says in John 14 verse 1, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? He said, amen, and Jesus says, believe also in me. He says, peace I leave with you. This is John 14, 27. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, where you have to have all your circumstances just right. Hey, let me tell you. I would much rather be on a beach in Jamaica with waves lapping, then be out in the cold rain. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Climbing a mango tree. Adam knows all about that. Yes, yes. And I promise you, I, one of these days when I go back, Adam, I'm going to bring back one of the, like, I don't think the U.S. government will let me carry back the mango. But I'll take you a picture of me climbing that tree again. How about that? But, but what I'm saying is, like you, I enjoy calm and serenity and peaceful environments. I enjoy that. That's normal. But that's the peace the world gives where your circumstances have to be right. Jesus says, I'm giving you a peace that's not as the world gives. And he says, so he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Where are you now, child of God? What are you going through? What's going on in your world that you think... Is too much. Remind yourself that God is saying to you now, I have a peace for you that's different. It's not dependent on your circumstances. And then in John 16, 33, listen to these words again. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. That's what Jesus says. In me you may have peace. He says, in this world you will have trouble. You can't avoid it. 
But take heart, he says, I have overcome the world. And, and I'm reading through John 17 in my own time with Jesus right now. And I, 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 he speaks of this oneness that he has with the Father and that he's inviting us to enter into. And it's in that space that we find his peace. So listen to verse 12 now. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Well, what is a manger? Well, this is supposed to represent the manger. And uh, where's Miss Terry? Is she back there someplace? Miss Terry, I, I just love, love, love your, your gift to the church. And, you know, a lot of this beauty that we see around it. And, and, and Miss Maria... Thank you. I appreciate others. I, I'm sorry. You, 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 know, you know, one of the things I love about this church, there's so many things that happen. Sometimes I don't know who's done it, what's done it, and you're in the same place. You think it just happens magically. It's, it looks like magic. It really does. It's beautiful. And, and I'm grateful to each of you for the, the gifting you have and the gifts that you give back to the, to the body of Christ. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I, I love that. And, and I feel very privileged to pastor such a church. I, I'm grateful. But I have to say that even when we look at, you know, the cross on our hill, lit at night, it just reminds us again of the price paid. This is a reminder of the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But honestly... When he came in that manger, it probably wasn't quite as beautiful. A, a manger is a feeding trough for animals. So it was probably pretty stinky. You know, you know the story. You know, there was no room in the inn. And so Mary and Joseph, his parents, had to just find where they could find. And that was what was left. And this angel is declaring to these shepherds, he's come. He's come. You're going to find him wrapped in cloths, lying in the feeding trough of an animal. And then it says in verse 13, and suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace, peace to those on whom his favor rests, peace. This is one of those key themes of this Advent season, this Christmas season that God wants peace upon us. I'm also, by the way, reading through Revelation and thank you for asking that question, Adam. What do we mean by peace? Like a lot of words in our language, Adam, peace has multiple meanings. For most people in the world, they think peace means calm and the absence of conflict. That there's no Warring that everything is just right. When we say, you know, um, you know, I used to ask my kids, what do you want for Christmas? We want world peace. Right? Some of us, that's a good thing to, to desire where there's no conflict, where everybody gets along well. That's, that's peace. But there's also what I've been describing, the peace of God, which means that my soul is at peace 
and that I have peace with God, that he looks at me, and though I am a sinner and I fall short, he says, now you are my beloved, and we can have a right relationship. I look around at this church, and we would say, there's a peace among us. Now, do Christians sometimes get in conflict with one another? Absolutely, we do that. But that's not God's desire for us. It's that we will be right with each other. And so this peace of God has several aspects to it. It is this me being right with God and also this inner peace, something that's happening inside of me where I have an inner calm that is not related to my circumstances, and I know it's going to disrupt me. Okay? I I appreciate you always asking questions, Adam. And he's saying now in these last couple of verses that we're going to look at today, glory to God and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, so, So who is it that receives the favor of the Lord? Is it just you and me? Is it well, Well, God said again, That he so loved the world that he gave his beloved son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. life. Exactly. And so this is a whoever. And, and, And so as I'm reading through Revelation now, I'm looking at this scene at the end of time. And it says that there are those from every tribe and language and people and nation. And they're worshiping God together. This is who God wants to descend his favor upon. But there is this aspect of this grace that God gives that requires that we respond. So I've got to receive what God has for me. He offers this gift of his beloved son and says, God so loved the world, everyone who would receive him. And if I have received him, if I've said yes to Jesus, he says, the favor of the Lord rests upon me. That I now become his favorite. (laughs) And you who receive him are his favorite. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's not asking you to fix yourself or get yourself right or anything like that before you receive. But he says... That's how you receive favor. Just receive him. Next week we're going to talk some more about the good time for receiving as we do our Christmas program. But it's, that's where it starts. Now if you've said yes, then you're saying, okay, God, it's been 30 years for me. Why am I still not receiving that peace that you have for me? Why is it that it goes up and down for me? And I'm speaking to most of you who have said yes. And if you're anything like me, you have those days, those moments where it doesn't seem very peaceful. So, so, so what's the difference maker there? If you've said yes, and he says, my peace is there for all upon who his favor rests. And I am one of his favorites and you're one of his favorites. Then where's the peace? I put it to you, brothers, sisters, beloved That in every case that we're not experiencing the peace of God, I have to ask myself, am I steadfastly seeking God? You know, he's there. It's not him being distant. I have to examine my own life and say, God, am I truly seeking you? 
And, and I, I know in my life that the times that I'm in that space, and it seems to remain, it's that God wants to disrupt me. He, he wants to change the way I do things, and I don't like it, so I, I, I resist it. I resist it. I resist that disruption. But if I'm ready to say, God, disrupt me. Disrupt my life. And I've been praying this week, Lord, show me your glory. And I know every time I pray that I'm scared. I get mega terrified. But he says there's a mega joy. Did you know that? This news of great joy, it's, it's, it's literally in the Greek language. It's like mega joy he has for me. And I'm saying, God, that's where I want to go. And I'm ready for you to do what you have to do. Even if it means a great disruption in my life. Disrupt me, God. I don't want to stay the same. I, the ordinary just won't do. I, I need you, God. And so we need to steadfastly seek the Lord. I'm speaking to you, child of God. What is your time with Jesus looking like right now? Do you spend time before him? And especially... Especially if you're feeling that sense of unrest right now. That, that, that if you're in that space, again, where you're feeling a bit mega terrified. And you just don't like what it feels like. This is the moment where, again, in your confusion, I'm telling you, cry out. <laughs> cry out to him. God is there waiting. He's waiting. Isaiah 26, 3 says this. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Those whose minds are steadfast. And if you're anything like me, every once in a while, my mind ain't so steadfast. <laughs> How many times do we have to learn this lesson, Lord? Where we know the truth. We know that you've loved us. We know that you've given us these great promises that we can cling to. We know they're true. And yet at the same time, we start going down the path of the ordinary. He says, I'm going to disrupt you. Go ahead, Lord. Do it. Do it today. Do it today. Remind me that I can't just keep doing the same things over and over and over. So what does that mean for, for you and me who know Jesus we need to repent. Now, sometimes we think of repentance as simply turning away from sin. And, and that is one aspect of what the word means. But it, it literally means just turning in a different direction. And so part of that repentance means I've got to change the way I think. I've got to think differently. I can't just get into the ordinary. I love this season. And I love even the secular aspects of the season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love those songs. But this is about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what this season is. And so I, 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 I can enjoy those songs, and I can enjoy a Christmas tree, and I can enjoy, you know, the, 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 the pretense of Santa. Sorry, parents. I saw a little one in here. <laughs> I can enjoy. But that's not what this is about. So I've got to change my thinking and say, if Christ came into this world, he who bore no sin, bore the sins for it. That's why he came. If that's why he came, I've got to think differently. So, so that's a starting point, point. Jesus, I repent. Help me. And then there needs to be a supernatural resolve. 
I resolve, God, to start to seek you day by day. I am going to make sure in my busy, busy season, and this season will tell you to be busier than you need to be, I'm going to resolve to say, I'm not going there. I'm going to stay. I'm going to make sure that I order my life to ensure that the big rocks, so to speak, are taken care of. I spend time with you. And then anticipate in that space there will be renewal. There will be a renewal in your heart that you'll see this season perhaps like you never have before. And that's my prayer for myself. That's my prayer for you, church. That the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, would guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for this time of Advent. We remember, Jesus, you came into this world. I pray for every one of us, God, that we would seek you. If you're in that place where you're saying, I, 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 I'm not sure what this means, just to say, God, I want to know you with a genuine heart. If you need to disrupt my life, if you need to change me, do it, God. I'm asking that for myself, Lord. I want to remind myself, Lord, that I'm not going to have circumstances that are always just the way I want them. But you've promised that there is a peace that comes, that transcends understanding, that's not dependent upon circumstances. But Lord, for me to get there, for me to truly get there, where these things mean something to me, where they, it makes sense, I have to actively, steadfastly, Seek your presence. Lord, I pray this would be the heart of every one of us here today. That this Christmas season would be different than it's ever been before. And I pray you're the blessing of peace upon everyone in this room right now. For those who are watching online, may the peace of God be upon you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.